It's big announcement time. Drum roll, please. We are going on tour. Just, 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 yeah. Northern News, live around the north. Of course it's around the north. We're not doing any southern dates on this tour. No way. We are going to the big ones, our big ones in the north. We're going Sheffield. 23rd of June. We're going Hull. 26th of June. We're going Leeds. 27th of June. And we're rounding it off in Manchester. On the 28th of June. What a week. Oh, my God. I, we've done some live shows yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And we love them so much. They are so much fun. We do little fun headlines. There's slides, there's visuals. Oh, it's brilliant. We can't wait to do it and we can't wait to see you there. We'll see you in person. You'll see us in person. You'll see our faces. You'll <laughs> see whatever attempt at merch I've cobbled together in a shed. <laughs> so get your tickets now for the Northern News live tour at plosive.co.uk. That is P-L-O-S. I-V-E.C-O.U-K. We're going to get chunked out of our beans. Let's do it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Northern News, a podcast with me, Amy Gledhill. And me, Ian Smith. I come from the northern town of Ghoul. And you might be able to tell from my accent, I come from Hull. And to our shame, we have been living in London now for ages. Too long, and we want to catch up with all the news that's been going on up north. This is... Northern Northern News! Hello, or should I say, A-Up, and welcome to Northern News. What the hell's been going on up there? We've missed so much. I'd say our remit is, like, the last 15 years. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's see what's been happening. It's a miracle we've kept our accents and that we aren't apples and pears in it left, right and centre all over the place. Yeah. Do you think we've got soft accents or... or we, do you think we're very Yorkshire or not very Yorkshire? People think I'm very Yorkshire, but yeah. I've, I thought that my accent was quite soft because I would go home and see someone I went to school with. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, man, how's it going? Like, aye, aye, cocker, <laughs> bloody hell. Yeah, I'm doing all right, thanks. Same. And we'd Same. just be like, oh, God, like almost as if I'm being a bit snobbish. Going, oh yeah. my God, they're so northern. Yeah. Like, um, I get it. Like, oh, oh, she thinks she's fancy. Who <laughs> she thinks she is? Smoothing out her vowel sounds. <laughs> what about a London mm. accent? Can you do a London accent? How does it sound? Not really. I'm trying to think what Michael Caine would say. How? I'm going down to. I'm going, I'm going down, down to Hull. Hull. Yeah, I don't know how you'd say Hull in a Cockney accent. How? How and go. <laughs> Maybe that's worth. Maybe we'll try that for one of our guests. Let's get yeah. a, a real sort of cockney geezer in. Yeah. Just try and get them to say places from up north. Oh yeah, that's an episode. That's a yeah. juicy one, isn't it? When I went to America, <sighs> they uh, they were making me say words. Yeah. And I felt like a like a dancing pony. That is annoying. Isn't it? But also, it was amazing that they they in where was I Miami? They were digging the whole accent. They couldn't get enough of it. They were really? going, oh my god. 
say bus stop. And I'd be like, bus stop. And they'd be like, oh my God, say it again, bus stop. Oh God. <laughs> it's like, wow, I've really found a niche here. Yeah. Who, was, who was that, the Northern character in Frasier? Daphne. Yeah, she, I'd watch that and be like, fucking hell, she made it in America. That's too Northern. <laughs> was she actually Northern? I don't know. I think she was English, wasn't she? Right, Frasier. Daphne. Daphne was played by Jane Leaves. Yeah. Ilford Essex. She's from Essex. Jane Leaves is from Essex. You're joking me. The daughter oh, of an engineer and nurse, Jane Leaves was born in Ilford, Essex. You're thinking, oh, but she moved up north. Yeah. She was raised in East Grinstead, Sussex. No, I'm not having this. Well, you can wipe that East Grinstead <laughs> off your face. <laughs> you liar. Essex. I'm heartbroken. Are you heartbroken? Yeah. Jane leaves, agent. Jane should leaves. I'm writing to her. We'll get her on the podcast. I don't want her on. This is a very sad start to, to the episode, I feel. Yeah, I'm sorry about this, actually. Baby, I feel the blues are calling. To salmon and scrambled eggs. Quite stylish. Remember that? That's the phrase. I've not gone mad. Maybe I seem a bit confused. Well, maybe, but I got you paid. Ha, ha. Is that the theme tune to Fraser? <laughs> oh, I don't know. No, I'm sort of really panicking that I'm. Yeah. Am I? Have I gone very ill in my brain? But oh, I don't know what to do with those tossabers and scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Colin again. What? Good night, Seattle. We love you. I've done the whole thing. I can carry on okay, with my life now. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm well, so sorry about that. And I want to apologise for getting angry at Jane Leaves. It's just I <laughs> thought she was a celebrity northerner. And she's just some Londoner. I mean, you say that, but we have just spent quite a lot of time going, howl, howl, trying yeah. to... We we were doing the opposite. I'm sorry, Please actually. accept our apologies. Yeah. Please accept our apologies. We're only trying our best. Please, Jane, come on. We're only trying our best to <laughs> apologise to you and understand what's going on here, Jane. That's You're taking good, an that. acting job. You've got to do different exercises the acting jobs you get into America. Oh, bad. You've got no, to take different no, acting jobs. <laughs> no, real bad. Started off, I was like, ooh. Then, re- then oh, very okay. quickly, real, real bad. I did a voiceover for an, a Yorkshire brand. It's mm. an advert. It's a Yorkshire product. And I was like, just your natural accents, absolutely fine. That's why we've booked Chen. I was like, oh, brilliant. Doing the thing. And then all the creatives, inverted commas, on the on the project who were all from London were like, um, we just think it's not like we, what we want is like an authentically northern... <laughs> accent and I'm like that's what I'm giving and they're like we're just not getting a sense of the words like how you're pronouncing them is like a bit weird and it's like that's that's, that's, that's my accent <laughs> I'm so sorry I don't know what you want I'm confused now so it's my normal accent but then there's a few words which they couldn't understand where I just inexplicably pronounced really posh and southern and they're like this is yeah this is good. And it sounds to any actual authentic Northern person that listens to that and been like, something's terribly wrong there. Yeah. She's in a hostage situation. She's trying to give a code to someone. Yeah, like, like something's gone terribly wrong. On the news and going, my captives are absolutely in the right here. Yeah. The way the British <laughs> yeah. government is currently yeah. being is not on. <laughs> like the way he said currently, currently maybe that means there. something. something in that. Current. Yeah. Black currents. <laughs> Um, the, the, by the Black Sea. Maybe it's by the Black Sea where it's being held and then they go, that kind of thing. Well, that's exactly it, but nobody nobody um, came to rescue me from that job. Amy, what have you been up to this week? Good question. Um, this week I've had uh, an asthma review. Oh. Yeah, and they sent me um, a 
peak flow. Have you ever done a peak flow? I do, I'm, not that I'm aware of. Oh, you should come round. You can have a go on mine. They sent me one in the post and it's... Uh, it's you a can little... have a go on me when I'm peak flow. <laughs> I didn't mean I'm that. I'm a go on me peak flow. Oh, no, that's very different to what okay. I intended. No, it's like a it's like a box with a little um little red thing on that you have to blow and you and the the more you can blow the higher the number you get. Mm-hmm. So you do it three times so you go <gasps> and you see how far you can get this little red marker to go <gasps> a bit more <gasps> and you do it again and then you take the average. I wasn't expecting your mime the noise for blowing. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like a oh. you lit you it's a quite a a chunky old tube. So your mouth's quite open. And if you open your mouth and blow, it's a very different blow. And that measures your lung capacity. And what did you get? Oh, well, there's different. So it starts off in red and then it goes to amber. And then you get what you want to be is green, Mm. obviously. And um, they sent it around. They said, just measure it. Just measure it in the morning and on a night. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I got it. And I was so excited to have my own one because I used to have to do it at the doctor's and I felt like a real grown-up doing my little oh in my living room. And I had a look and I wrote down the score. And then I Googled <laughs> I Googled what my score was. And it said I should immediately call an ambulance. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? I was doing real good. Because I was like, oh, that was a real big blow, that. Like, I was really proud. I sort of felt like a weightlifter, you know, when you're like, oh, yeah, personal best. So now every morning I'm trying to trying to up my PB on my oh. Wow. Yeah. But I don't understand how any anyone could do a blur that is so bad they like call an ambulance yeah because you're still not going i'm still doing it well i really honestly thought i'd done brilliantly and then i googled it and i was like no it can't be this. and then i was like they've sent me a dud this is an absolute dud and so i got my boyfriend to do it. i was like have a blow on that first go like he was straight he wasn't green but he was real close to the green yeah. and i was like right got the lungs of a rat <laughs> oh, wow, I'm sorry and to then, hear that No, it's alright Because then we're just working out Me inhalers And then I, I'm going to get into that amber yeah. Don't you worry about Do me Do you still have it? Second. Can we bring that in one episode? Bring it in. Get it in it. I want to see what my lungs are like Ian, what have you been up to? Well, my story is a very brief little story I went to a restaurant Called Eleanor In Edinburgh And yeah. she, like this, And this isn't like a paid advertiser I don't even know we're allowed to do this but Jesus fucking Christ, yeah. it's the best meal I've had in so long. Wow. There was stuff on there that I don't usually like. What's Cured a- mackerel. Okay. I imagine... Is it a fish restaurant? Like, what... Is it an everything no, restaurant? Is it... Like, what's the cuisine? It's your kind of artsy, small plates got thing. Got they it. got books about Noma on the wall. Got Big it. old... It's a nice, fancy place. They do a bit of fermentation with some of their ingredients. There's lots going on. Mm. had cured mackerel, which if you don't know is when a mackerel has been quite sick, but the restaurant <laughs> is still like, we'll make it eatable. We'll make this all right. Yeah, mackerel's incredible. It was just so nice. A celeriac. And I didn't expect this to be my bodily reaction. I was like, this isn't real. You've told me this is celeriac and it, and it ain't. I'm like, no, no. I was just almost like angry, but it tasted so good. It's not every week that much happens to me that I've got that's like this is hilarious yeah so all I've got is to be like what a nice time at a restaurant Celeriac yeah Asthma and Celeriac the new album (laughs) from Moby (laughs) 
orange, chocolate orange. Ian? Yeah? What news story have you brought for us today? Well, this is something from way back. Okay. In 2008, which I think is maybe on the cusp of when we'll have been in London by then. Yeah. The biggest earthquake in 24 years shakes Britain and the epicentre was Grimsby. <gasps> the, the quake's epicentre was Market Raisin near Lincolnshire. Near that yeah, kind of area. yeah, 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 yeah. It's a big earthquake. It's the largest tremor to hit the country since 1984. One man, one man was injured, which sort of shows our privilege with earthquakes. Yes. If we have one, yeah. one man gets a bit injured because yeah. a chimney fell through his bedroom ceiling. Crikey. I mean, he's, he's lucky actually to come away with an, in, an injury an for injury, that. An injury, yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe it's a small chimney. I don't know. <laughs> But it's hit him and he's a bit injured. So I just wondered, Amy, have you ever been involved in a natural disaster? <laughs> Being in a swimming, outside swimming pool, and, but there was lightning. Oh, yeah. In Jamaica. There was a lot of fork lightning, but it was my first night in Jamaica and I hadn't really been abroad very much at all. So I was in the pool, it's like an outdoor pool, and I was swimming around and... Somebody had to come and get me and be like, don't do that. Because ah. it was on a roof. It was on a roof. And apparently yeah. the fork lightning, if it had gone in the pool or whatever. I don't know. I can't, what still don't really if know if it was dangerous or not. Hit the pool. I imagine it would have fried me like a little mackerel and they could have served me at your lovely restaurant. Yeah. The other thing is that, so again, first night um, in this place, Reunion Island, mentioned it before. My first night there... We went to the beach uh, and it was dark and it was so beautiful. It's like paradise, right? And we was like paddling in the sea at night. It was having a lovely time. Then the next day we saw in the newspaper that somebody translated for us because it's in French, but basically there'd been a shark attack because they have great white sharks there and they have all sorts of sharks there. Mm. And there'd been a shark attack at night on that beach, but all the locals were saying like, well, if you're going to paddle in the sea at night, obviously you're going to get eaten by a shark because you can't see the shark coming in the dark water. And I remember feeling like this cold sweat yeah, being yeah. like, have I been near a shark? And apparently that beach, like you, you just absolutely categorically just don't go in at all because it's Ooh. riddled with them. And we were like, oh, this is luxury. Oh, wow. splash me, splash me. <laughs> Really scared me. Life flashing before your eyes. Yeah. We never went back in them waters again. And once we were stood on a on like a cliff and we looked down and we could see a circle of shark fins. Oh, really? And it's the only time I've ever seen that. And it really oh. affected me deep down in my car. Yeah, that's put a shiver through my spine. Has it? But this, this doesn't sound like it's a bad earthquake because Lee Rushworth, 29, yeah. Yeah. from Hartlepool, was woken up when the tremor made his sofa shake against the bedroom wall a bit. He said, I thought someone was banging on the wall behind me, but there was no one there. I don't know if it's an er a bad earthquake, if you've your thought is, oh, maybe someone's banging on that wall. At the door? Nah. Someone at the door? <laughs> you don't get that with like a like a volcano. Like, I thought someone was banging at the door, but it was a stream of lava coming through the streets. I thought next door had got underfloor heating, but uh, no, it was a stream of lava. But it's the sort of thing where there'll be a bit of drizzle and mum's like, hurricane outside. Oh, we can't go out today, hurricane. There's an hurricane. It's not even raining. Hurricane. <laughs> okay. It's not even raining. It's not even raining. There's an hurricane. You it's, can't be out it's today. It's really bright out, Mum. It's lovely. It's hurricane. June. Hurricane. <laughs>
It's pissing it down. What have you found out? Well, I'm bringing you a story from uh, the Teesside Gazette. Mm. Yeah. What I found interesting reading it is that the villain in the piece, I really, really despise. Like, I, I really, really despise him. But I think it's like the strangest crime for me to to feel this passionately about. The, the, the headline is Dodgy Door-to-Door Fish Seller Claimed he supplied famous Whippy Chippy conning vulnerable customers. So this guy, this guy is going round with this fish. He's hustling. He's hustling. He's hustling. Every With each door, the fish becoming less exactly, fresh. Exactly, exactly. Well, this is the whole point. So they're saying he didn't, they, obviously it's not stored properly. It's uh, out of date. Oh. It's smelling bad. The, the lie he's telling is that he's supplying a... They don't mention which one it is in the article, which I find interesting. Just a famous fish and chip shop in Whitby. Oh, so he's adding weight to his business by yeah. saying, I'm actually the chief supplier for Harry Ramsden's. Exactly, exactly. And you're thinking, well, oh, God. if it's good enough for Harry Ramsden's... It's good enough for me. It's good enough for me, yeah. Absolutely. There's, there's not a bit of ice in sight to cool the fish. <laughs> it smells. It's in his bum bag, but... I don't see a problem with that. But he made a pretty penny doing this. He made £100,000. Oh. I believe there was a prison sentence. Really? Yeah. But it was for something like two and a bit years, if I'm not two mistaken. Two yeah. for selling fish. Yeah. And there's apparently there's eight other dodgy fish salesmen in the area. What, who haven't been caught? Who haven't been caught. So take heed. Oh. Take I wonder if that... heed. I've spooked him, or if they were like, there's less competition now, one of them's gone. Or if, <laughs> or if they're thinking... Shanks is out the game. The thing is, what made me despise mm. this this gentleman is that he's targeting vulnerable customers. He's going oh. for the elderly. He's going for people that live on their own. Yeah. And he's using aggressive tactics where they feel like they can't say no. Remember when you said those shows that have, like, um, those kind of Nick Knoll-style presenters... Where they do undercover stuff, and, and you yeah. see, and you see that someone's like kind of forced some old woman to like get a washing machine she didn't really need. Yeah, and I love the bit where like they set it up, and the old woman's like in on it, and be like, "Well, yeah, let's get him to come back, and we'll get him to fit." Yeah, and so the old, yeah. and I, I'd always think in that situation that the old woman would be like, "Oh, I don't know about that," and what if he's like, this? but you see this old woman being like, "Oh, yeah, come in," and how much did you say again? And it'll be like some rip-off price, and they go, "Oh, but actually, there's additional price." You're like. All oh, right, okay. And you're like, you know, you're busy. And then Nick yeah. knows whatever it's burst through the door. I'm like, you're being scammed. <laughs> Maureen was in on it. Maureen, like, rip, what, tries, tries to rip off a mask and then she remembers, oh, I'm playing myself. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I got you. Like, like, yeah, I love it when they get their own back. Anyway, so that's why that's the sort of cheery sort of thing yeah. I bring, bring to you. And it sort of links in with your lovely mackerel. You need to think about where it's come from. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Podcasts. Now it's time for our special guest correspondent. We're joined by Fatah El Ghori, who is as London as they come, according to the Sun article. Who is Fatah El Ghori? Um, do you know you got an article in the Sun, Fatah? I do. I'm trying to get it burned down. As <laughs> <you see>. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> How dare they? They got my age wrong, by the way. Oh, really? They did. They made me. Yeah, they got it wrong. I mean, they did make me a year younger, but still, bruv, like, get your facts straight, innit? Yes. Do you do you have five brothers and seven sisters? Yes, I do. Oh, unfortunately, you're uh, Hackney based. You've you've been Hackney um, since you were born, according to the Sun. So you're on like yeah. London <laughs> view as a as a southerner. What what do you think of the North? What what do you think of? Me and Amy. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, so I've, so I've got dual nationality, right? So I'm British, British born and raised, but I'm also Moroccan. So I like, I like the North because I, I feel the North are like Moroccan people. They're so friendly and ah. there's just a different vibe. It's very family orientated and it's, it's a different, I feel like anything outside of London, especially going North, I find... I think that they're so similar to um, the Mor- our Moroccan culture. Um, I just feel like they can be Moroccan. Do you know what I'm saying? Is there a big north-south divide in Morocco? Yeah, most definitely, because um, the country was... Uh, so the country was colonised by the French and the Spanish, and they took certain parts of Morocco. So the north... north I'm from the north. Okay. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I'm a northerner, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. yes. The, my town's called Larach, and it's just under Tangier. We're on the northwest coast. So the north of Morocco and the south was colonised by the Spanish, and the centre was the French. It is very different. Like, if I go to a different city, say, like, like my uh, cousin, her husband's from Fez, which is, like, central Morocco. Yeah. And I, I went there to visit them, and... Um, they knew in the shop, they were like, you're not from here, you're from the north. Because they can tell by your accent and stuff. Really? Which I don't see it, but you do. And then they also speak a lot of, in central Morocco, they speak a lot of French. So they have a lot of French words in their, um, in just in the normal talking, you know. Interesting. And um, have you been to the north of England much? Obviously, you're gigging and touring and that kind of thing. The other day I was doing a gig in Leicester. And I ended up missing my stop. And so I had to go to Derby. And this is... Right, I'm going to kick off about Derby because why is it spelt Derby and it said Derby? I'm like, how you be writing and you can't even say what you're writing? What's going on? And then they say to me, oh, you don't speak English. You can't even spell English, bro. What's that? Derby and then Derby. Anyway, that's my rant about that. So what happened on the... (laughs) Amazing. The train was packed because these cunts sell too many tickets, okay? <laughs> and when there ain't enough seats. So the train was proper packed. And when I tried to get off, uh, by the time I got to the door, they shut and then I couldn't get out. On the train, I met these guys 
these older men, as I, was got, as I got to the door, they were standing by the doorway. And then they were like, oh, don't worry, love, the next stop is not too far. And then I told them I was a comedian and they're like, can you tell us a joke? That's my northern <laughs> <accent>. <laughs> so, uh, That was good. That was good. <laughs> so I just sat there with them for, because uh, from Leicester to Derby, I think it's like 20 minutes. So I just sat there doing all my material, trying to make them laugh. And in the end, I ended up doing some lobster joke. You know, the lobster joke with the hands and all that, because they weren't going for none of my material. And they were like, do you, do you, they were like, do you do dirty jokes? And I said, oh, do you mean, what, do you mean, do I talk about my pussy? Yeah, I do. So um, they were shocked by that. They were really shocked. I haven't even asked you, can I swear in this? I'm just going to Yes. <laughs> no, oh, we'll just correct. redub it so it'll be you going, I made some jokes about my vagina. <laughs> yeah, we'll get Ian to do the voice. <laughs> vagina. <laughs> you said you'd seen um, a little newspaper, uh, um, a bit of a story going on in the north that you were excited about. So basically, there's this little house in in the Yorkshire Dales, right? But it's a shithole, okay? <laughs> the house is, like, dilapidated. It's got no electricity, no water, yeah? And it's, like, one mile from the main road. But oh all God. these Alan Sugar cunts, right, are interested <laughs> in it, okay? And they all want to buy it. And you know what's going to happen in it? They're going to buy it. And then they're going to turn it into fucking Stratford or something in there, like Westfield Stratford. And you know, this is what these people do. And they're going to have a coffee shop that sells fucking alpaca mockers or some shit like that. Because that's what these cunts do. They come and make everything stupid. Do you know what I'm saying? That's what these vaginas do. They'll put it on a tube line. This is it. Exactly. HS2. They ain't got money to bring it to Birmingham, but they'll fucking bring it Yorkshire Dales, innit? Because Elon Musk wants to buy that dilapidated house there. Stop on the, the northern line. Go at the end of it and then have like, uh, the next stop is four hours away in the Yorkshire Dales. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nah. What's been going on in Ghoul, please? Well, I've got an article for you, but I'm also just going to try and do my free headlines for you to guess. Ghoul shop masked illicit tobacco smell with garlic, say police. Ghoul shop masked illicit tobacco smell with cat litter, say police. Ghoul shop masked illicit tobacco smell with onions, say police. Onions. What have the shop used to mask the fact that they're hoarding and selling illegal tobacco? I'm going to go... I'm going to go onions. Yeah. Is it? This shop have been selling illegal tobacco and what they've done was apparently... um, a trick of the trade. Um, they've stifled the smell of the counterfeit tobacco by putting onions in front of hundreds of thousands of cigarettes. This is commonly seen and shows an intent to deter the scent for, and I didn't know this was a t- thing, tobacco dogs. Tobacco dogs? you got your bomb dogs, you got your drugs dogs. I've seen dogs who are sniffing for money. I saw a guy in the airport once, the dog was near his bag going, <laughs> so I look at this, and they opened his bag and he had three grand in cash. Anything in a huge quantity would be suspicious. What if it was like just like a load of empty jars or like spanners or... Why have you got 200 spanners in your cabin bag? Why are you taking only left shoes? Yeah. Is there a dog for that? Is there a spanner dog? Spanner dog, urban dictionary. A spanner dog refers to the human species that are well below the average intelligence. A spanner dog will resemble a mouth-breathing, door-banging idiot of a bloke. Common traits include vacant looks, low levels of comprehension, mouth agape, 
drooling, and a possible lazy eye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Two sample sentences. God, that rich is a real spanner dog. And swing the gate back the other way, you spanner dog. I've never heard that before. Fair enough. Well, maybe they have spanner dogs at airports and just like I've seen blocks. a few spanner dogs at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happening in Google. The cigarettes Cheeky. are duty evaded. Therefore, they can be sold at pocket money prices to children. Illegal tobacco is not a victimless crime. What? <laughs> uh, um, I think I struggle to say the word victimless. And unscrupulous dealers. Amazing I got that out. Will target children who are attracted by its low price. You know, kids are like, yeah, I mean, I don't really like smoking, but it's just so cheap. If it's 25p, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll give it a go. Cheaper than a pack of pick and mix nowadays, and all the kids are like, oh, yeah, but yeah, pick and mix prices are through the roof. But a, a lone cigarette, that's absolutely lovely. I remember the day when <laughs> when you pick and mix 20p, you get a full bag there, but um, nah, don't Good be spending your money. On cigarettes as a child, that's manipulative. What you want to do is ask your mummy and daddy if you can afford a small amount a month to join the Northern News Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) That's my gravy, you daft sod. Please, may I tell you what's been going on in Hull? I'm not going to lie to you, I'd love that. Oh, okay. Well, this this one's a bit of a fun one. Oh, yeah. After the fish one, which I felt, you know... Mm. But this one's a bit, this one's just a bit of bloody fun. Okay. And what's happened is the travel lodge, the two travel lodges in Hull have done a bit of a survey uh, and they've come up with a list of the naughtiest requests. Oh. Oh, yeah. Two travel lodges in Hull. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, we're doing all right. Yeah. Don't worry about that for one second. The Hull Central and the Hull South Caves are just outside of Hull. Mm. Have received hundreds of requests throughout the past year. Some of them interesting, a number of them bizarre. Okay. Uh oh. Which ones are we going to hear? Interesting or bizarre? The first one. So, this is the top 10 list. The first one Can you go into the room next to mine and pretend to snore? I don't want to be disturbed by snorers. Somebody's checking into a room and asking a member Ah, of staff to go and snore next door to see see if they can hear it. If hypothetically, yeah. If they were near a snorer, yeah. would it get through the walls? Yes. I've done a similar thing where I've said to some people at the Travel Lodge, would you two mind coming in the room next door to me <laughs> and making passionate love to each other because I want to get a good night's sleep. And then they're doing it and like, can't really hear it. Can you move me somewhere with slightly thinner yeah. walls? <laughs> yeah, that's not going to do for me, I'm afraid. I can only hear the climax, but no build-up. And yeah. that will not do for me. <laughs> and I think you're well within your rights to ask that, actually. I think you are. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a weird one or a bizarre one. Uh, one of them is, can you arrange for my wife to have a cookery lesson? She can't make Yorkshire puddings. <laughs> that's so northern. <laughs> Please. Please. Yorkshire's a bad. I married her before I knew a secret. She makes a flat Yorkshire pud. I can't be living with this. It's like <laughs> a sad pancake. <laughs> but yeah, so a guy's, a guy's asking for his wife to have a cookery lesson. I think you're expecting too much for your travel lodge there. Another one, my son loves turtles. This is at the travel lodge. Yeah. My son loves turtles. Can you arrange for him to feed one at the deep? So the Deep is a place in Hull. Yeah. Uh, it's an aquarium. It's not affiliated with the Travel Lodge in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They've just overestimated. That's the sort of thing that you see, like, 
at the Savoy or like a mm. posh concierge place where yeah. like, uh, looking to get tickets for this thing and they're like, oh, well, let me see. What yes. we and they've got contacts at the local yeah. theatres. I'm like, exactly, I've, got, yeah. I've managed to get you some good seats in the stalls. Yeah. This coming. But not a travel not lodge. Not a travel lodge. Where there's, there's, nev- there's never someone on the door in a top hat outside a travel lodge <laughs> going like, oh, well, let me see, sir. Let me contact the deep and see if I can make that happen for you. I'll talk to Gregor at the Turtles and see if we can get your boy to feed those turtles. My son loves turtles. Can you get one in his room for when he gets back next to the chocolates on the pillows? And you replace, they're not going to have them in a travel lodge. Can you pop a little turtle in his bath? <laughs> I think if I weren't there, as soon as I'd read My Son Loves Turtles, I'd be like, I'd delete that delete. email. Next, it's spam. not fucking relevant. <laughs> this one, I would say, is the one for me where I was like, too much. Somebody has requested... Can you take my photograph beside the Humber Bridge at sunrise for my Instagram? <laughs> Too much. Yeah. A member of staff who isn't at work already because they'd have to be in the hotel. So an, a member of staff on their morning off is getting up at sunrise. Yeah, look, how is the Humber Bridge as well? Bridge. Walking? Yeah. It's a three hour, 39 minute walk. No, it's not. It's 11 miles or in the mm. car. Yeah. 18 minutes. Yeah, okay. So they've got to pop in the car for 18 minutes. <laughs> Take them to the Umber Bridge. At sunrise. Yeah, that's unacceptable. It's, it's unacceptable, isn't I don't it? like seeing people who, are, when you can see that they're taking photos for their friend or their partner for Instagram. Yeah. And they're having to take it again and again. And again, And yeah. they look at the thing and go, no, and do it again. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of someone looking at a photo you've taken and then sort of going, no, I actually, try again. again. But would you prefer, you're working at a travel lodge. Yeah. Would you prefer, you do a bit of admin at the desk, check people in, so I can go on a lovely 20-minute drive with this fucking weirdo, <laughs> get to the Umber Bridge, take the photos, bit of difference to your day. No, I, I would rather do the admin. Oh, I really? love I love admin. Worked at a hotel, but in the bar bit. Mm. Loved it. Oh, easy peasy. Absolutely loved it. I did. It's the only time I've ever quit a job. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Big juicy gossip. Real juicy gossip. Because uh, the hotel had a lot of businessmen who were on their own, and my boss, who was a woman, would encourage (laughs) me to flirt with the male customers. And I was like nineteen. Would would encourage me to flirt with the male customers. Flirt, flirt, and um. I was like, I don't know. I don't want to do that. And she'd be like, I'd be doing a job, like cleaning glasses or something. She'd be like, go over there and talk to Roy. I says, I don't want to. And she was like, go and talk to Roy. Yeah, that's a bit... Ask him about his day. Ask him this, ask him that. And then if and she'd be like, you should wear a skirt and stuff like that. And then I was like, nah, quit. And yeah. I quit. And she said, you can't quit without a written warning. And I had my little waitress pad and I wrote, I quit. And I was like, there you oh, go. That's and nice. I walked out and then I was just like, oh God, I need to get a job by tomorrow. <laughs> oh my God. Roy. Can I be your personal assistant, Roy? <laughs> what have I done? This is terrible. <laughs> no, but that's great. Yeah. I'd, I'd love that. I've, I've never quit a job. Have you never? I'd fucking love to have done that. Yeah. It feels really empowering. Yeah. That's from the Travel Lodge in Hull. Uh, and a, a spokeswoman says, our team will go above and beyond to help customers as they relish a good challenge. However, some of these requests was beyond their control, such as arranging for a guest son to feed a turtle, <laughs> which I think is fine. You can't yeah. mack them down for that. Um, but that's it. Yeah, that's it for Northern News. That's it for Northern today. News, isn't it? But it's not the end. It's never the end. There'll always be news from the North, and yeah. we'll always be here. <laughs>
waiting <laughs> in a podcast studio, never going home, waiting for the stories to fall into our lap and pouncing on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Breaking news, like the 2008 story Ian brought today. <laughs> We're waiting That's for it. off the press. Well, thanks for listening. And thank you so much to our special guest, Fatir El Ghori. And remember to sign up to our Patreon for lots of extra bonus content. Or if you're sat there thinking, I'm an Apple user and I only like using Apple, you can use our Apple podcast subscription service. You certainly can. And you do that by following the link in the show description. And I'm sorry for characterising you as a bit whiny with the voice I did. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> 